0: legit to QT where you can. Get it done with Tish.
1: And become the best version Ooh. of yourself with me, Koya. Ooh. Today, we are here with our friend, actress, comedian, puppeteer, producer, writer, multi mother, multi hyphenate extraordinaire, Callie Y. Turner. Woo-hoo. Welcome, Callie. I'm so excited for this oh just because you're naturally funny and we've already turned up. Um, we've already turned up even prior to even starting, so I just know that tonight is going to be so much fun. Um, you know, we might even have a cameo from your son. So you know, we love him. We love the kids. We are have family here. So <laughs> we'll probably hear we him in the background. 100. <laughs> Callie, we're so proud of you. We're so proud of you and all of your accomplishments. We're going to get into why. But hey, there he is. Hi. Hi. Hey. Oh, hey. You want to introduce yourself?
0: What,
2: what's your name? Can you say your name? Elias? Elias? Elias. <laughs> He's like, Elias. graham cracker cookies <laughs> in his mouth, was like.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, we love the kids. Me and Tish, we have a company called Motivation but also, for kids.
0: Also, this is, this is real mommy stuff out there. So moms <laughs> yes. out there, no. you already know how it is. You got to get down and dirty with business with the kids. Exactly. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Put it out there for our moms out there.
1: Yes, this so, is like wow. shout, outs.
0: Yeah. shout outs to the moms for all the things that you do.
2: Yeah, so, um,
0: it's
1: real cuz it, it is real out here and especially yeah. like it, <laughs> the pandemic has been real and you have been super super busy. You're a comedian, you're an actress, you're a writer, you're a producer, a puppeteer. Um let's talk about this because we all went to the same grad school, the Actors Studio and Drama School at Pace University. However, you are a guest here on our show. So, can you tell us like how you got started in entertainment and your evolution into becoming a multi hyphenate creative. Ooh, how I got started. Um, well, like growing, growing, I grew up down the
2: cave. So exactly. You can get, getting his, he's getting hit. It's always about both of us. It can never totally be about, about you when you're a parent. <laughs> But yeah, I grew up down the Cape, uh, in Cape Cod and Mashpee. For those that might be familiar with it, it's like 20 minutes from Clement where you know Christopher Columbus landed. Um, and it was a very small town. And, and my my friend, and who's my friend to this day and was my mentor, Mwaleen, had a theater company called Oversoul Theater Collective, and he really. Uh, Took me under his wing, had me apprenticing there, and that's kind of that kind of opened my eyes to the theater world. As part of that, I I was gonna be Whitney Houston, hunty. I was gonna be Michael Jackson. <laughs> <as well. laughs> I was a singer. I, I used to be. I was saying I can't sing no more. I sing too much weed. But like <laughs> <laughs> it just went away, Callie. What, what happened? <laughs> I just have the abandoned ears for that one. <laughs> yeah, I used to be able to sing, but um, yeah, not anymore. <laughs> um but then yeah, when I went to when I went to undergrad, I was like, man, what the heck am I gonna uh major in? And the only thing that really stuck out to me that I really enjoyed that I could see myself, you know, doing was theater. And so uh majored in theater and shortly after graduation did my first professional play and then kind of things kind of, you know, the journey is like taken off from there. You know, they, it's like, everybody thinks it's like overnight success when you make it, but it's like all these hours that you've put in doing all these, you know, sometimes small projects, sometimes more well-known, but yeah, I've definitely put my time in.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely.
1: So listen, let's just, hold on, we just gonna fast forward to this because you recently were chosen out of 1,300 applicants. You were chosen by, let's get it right, SNL, and so you were, let's see, you were handpicked out of 1,300 applicants as one of four recipients of SNL and Second Cities scholarship for diverse, emerging, and comedic talent in partnership with Saturday Night Live. That is such a mouthful, but I had to get it right so people would know. (laughs) And I just have to, we have to cite our sources correctly. But like, first off, congratulations for all of that. Um, I actually looked into the program and it's pretty amazing just the opera, the professional development that they do for performance and for writing. Like, can you tell us about, your process in auditioning, because I know that you had an aha moment, which you talked about on social media about your authentic self. Yes, yes, your mommy's out here making moves. Right. Um, but then also, just like your process, you started already. Can you tell us a little bit about your process and just auditioning, and even everything that you've ex- experienced so far?
2: Yeah, I well, I would definitely say, like, when people say, you know, just write or just create, like do that. Because when you're doing that, even if you're not writing for something specific, right? Even if it's, even if you're not writing a Netflix show right now, you ain't getting that Netflix money right now, or, you know, you're not a huge YouTube influencer or whatever it is that your goal is, right? I would say just keep working at that right now because those things that you're doing along the way help you get to like the the bigger projects, right? Mm So I had, I had previously done a lot of comedy in the New York scene. Um, I've been on a house team at the pit. I was on Steve's Hard Milk. Um, I was on one of the first all female mob teams here in New York for UCB and Y. And so I had been doing, you know, a lot of theater stuff. Um, sorry, a lot of a lot of comedy stuff, it's theater too, but a lot of like specifically com- comedic theater stuff, sketch. i uh, worked with, used to be part of American Candy. Um, and so just really wanted to like hone that craft, right? And so took classes at UCB and like, luckily enough, started my own variety show called Rock the Bells Comedy with some amazing BIPOC and women comedians um, and up and coming musicians. And through that, Ali Farrakhan, who started The Pit and used to write for SNL, like he picked certain people to be in this like SNL audition kind of style class that he had. And so I did that along with some other, like I think think there was four of us um, amazing comedians, all, um, you know, from different walks of life. Um, And the tape from that, I took the the tape from that and used that as part of my submission for this SNL something. You better do Uh, it. Yeah, because they wanted, I think they wanted um, some original characters, maybe an impression and and luckily because i like i feel like i've been preparing for my snl moment for quite some time for, for like probably at least like a good four or five years maybe more. Um, right? yeah you know you know you're right it's the audience so you know, you know. Um, but yeah i had sent them that along with um some original characters that i had did like spliced that stuff up together sent them that and then just told them a little bit like you know i think they wanted a statement a little bit about like my comedic voice which in my opinion i'm very edgy um i like that i'm smart and, and high thinking comedy uh, doesn't mean that you know I, i'm not above a good fart joke or a good you know dick joke <laughs> or something like that but i like my stuff like most of my stuff is edgy and then also has some sort of like layered. Um, in there somewhere. So, sometimes. Not all the time. Not yeah, all the time. time. You know, it's just stupid. And, and, you know, like, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. I right. and then um ooh, uh, made it to yeah made it to I guess like the semifinals I guess you would you would think right almost like it's March madness. Uh and then had an interview with the execs of Second City and it was weird because I remember, so prior prior to my Zoom interview with them, I had had surgery, I think like a few like a few days or maybe a week prior. So I was like, hurt up, barely moved, was on pain meds. <laughs> my son serving me, yeah, my oldest son. And I was like, you know what? I have this, this interview today that really could kind have of put me on a path. Um, he's so animated. And um, I was like, right. I'm just gonna, like, you know, oftentimes we go into auditions or something and we're like, we we do what we think that they wanna see,
1: right? Oh. And I was like, you know oh. what? Today, I don't know if it was because I was so
2: tired and just over it from the surgery, but I was like, today, they gonna get Kylie. Like, like, like I, I, I don't have anything else to give but me. So today they're gonna get Kylie. And, and it was enough, you know? And, oh. and it was one of those I've heard other people say it this has been the first time I've ever been in that position but it was one of those where when I hung up I was like you know I think I got that mm. like like really mm. like, like and I've never I've never really felt like that before especially something like this right you know but but I was just like I think I got that like I think mm. that I conveyed to them how important this this comedy is to me how passionate I am how hard I'm willing to work and
1: like, come on now, SNL, you need me. Like, oh, uh, I was telling Tish that, like, when I when I researched the program, and when I looked at, at all of your body of work, like the improv troops you've been on, um, your web series, all of those things, and just all of the little bits that you that you do, and the things that you've written, um, I said, you know, Tish. I think that this SNL moment is one of those moments where when people said, I've been trading my whole life for, for this moment, Jennifer Lopez said that. She said when Selena came, all of her background and dance and musical theater and just all everything that she had 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 done, even living in the Bronx and you know, being 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 a Latina and being edgy and all, all these things, she said that moment she knew why she did all of those things and it like everything added up. And I was like, this seems like that moment for Callie. And it's interesting hearing you talking about it um, because we, we do struggle with that, like authenticity. It's like, yes, I'm going to be myself, but also I know that this is a business and people want to see a certain thing. And I know Tish being a producer, she always, she's like being a producer, she's on the other side and she's like, no, like lead into that.
0: I do say that creativity rolls because at the end of the day i'm telling you people just come and go but the people who just just continue to do it is the ones who are just leaning into their authentic voice because they're always coming up with something new that's true to them that no one no one can replicate mm-hmm. so that's what i see it's the truth y'all it's the truth absolutely go out there <laughs> So um, so Callie,
1: you have a web series called "Effed Up and Fabulous. Um, a lot of people in this pandemic, they're really starting to understand that there is power and ownership and creativity. Tell us a little bit about your web series and like your process and some of the maybe the challenges that you came up against <clears throat> while creating your web series. Woo, the challenges go on for like, woo, that list is
2: long, child. <laughs> <laughs> couple, we thought you got another interview because she right. know guys. Um yeah, but no more. My, my so um it was really based on like a lot of my own personal experiences, like in the dating world, right? And and then also not even just in dating, but also just and and I'm sure you guys can attest to this too. Like being in this business, you can have these amazing highs, right? Mm-hmm. Like you you know, you could be in a room with maybe someone that you watched on TV or someone that you looked up to, someone that you loved and that inspired you, or something like that. Um, and, and breaking bread with them, right? Or or maybe you just went to this amazing show. Like you have these amazing highs in this business. But then you also have like these crazy messed up moments, right? Because it's also New York and it's craziness and New Yorkers are unbothered than a mug. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? So like and, and how those moments switch so fast, like they can switch on a dime. You can go from having a fabulous moment to something crazy happening or something getting effed up real fast or vice versa. Like something was effed up and then like, boom, you turn a corner or something and like, ah! you know what I mean? Like, the, and I think that's also like the, the. it really has to do, I think also with just the, um, What's a what's a great word for it? I guess just the, the dreaminess or the right uh, of like nostalgia. Uh, yeah, I guess so the nostalgia of New York, right? Mm-hmm. And just this atmosphere and that, you know, it's it's the big city, it's the city of dreams, right? <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> you're gonna see a flash mob come down the the sidewalk right now, which you might, you never know. It could happen. Um, but yes, yeah, so I I wanted to just talk about those moments, right? Like how life turns on a dime, but then also talk about like dating as a woman over 35, um, also as, you know, an intergenerational, right? I want to talk about dating for, some, for a woman who's like 50 or older. Um, and then, you know, like, and how, and what it also feels like to have been in a long-term relationship and now you find yourself like, back out here on the dating scene and you don't know how this works like oh you're sending too many texts now you look thirsty wait i i didn't, i don't know how this
1: works i
2: don't know how this works i didn't know that you couldn't just be like oh really it was really nice meeting you even though you like met them i like i don't know i don't know how this
0: works <laughs> I'm glad I'm married. So, yeah, she's
1: married, but she's highly opinionated. She, she has a lot of opinions about my dating life. I do, I do.
0: I, I literally am setting this up this situation up for her because I've been watching the kids and I see how it is out here. So, you know, I'm trying to help her with the situation. I watch a lot of Instagram and TikTok.
2: But I feel like even like the kids, they'll have you messed up too. And then also wow. movies, because I'll be sitting right and I'm like, who's that that damn movie? Uh, All the boys I wonder. So oh, my God. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's oh, oh, that oh, damn oh, movie? Oh, right? Exactly. Like, I'm not, what am I doing? Oh, yeah. I am not 20-something, I am not 18, and like, and I'm Can not-
1: you. Can I tell you, you, last weekend, I literally called Tish having a break. <laughs> With crying being like I, I, I just remember when they when, when we were young and you know everything was so simple and we just had everything was positive and optimistic. And I said I said, I've lost my 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 positivity, my optimism. I said, that vigor for life and knowing if Tish had to break break it down for me. But you're right. I'm like that that like it really will have you messed
0: up compared to reality. like like, that's why you can't you can't trust them rom-com movies y'all i I mean and they always get you right before life is about to hit rock bottom (laughs) they're like like, let me give you that moment when it was like all suns and roses like just a moment in time in your life where it's like fantastic we're gonna give you that and make it seem like it's everything Mm -mm. and then you you're back to reality because the truth is we do have those moments right where it's just like fantastic and it's great but they don't last forever then Mm -hmm. back to reality of having to deal with our every day-to-day mundane routines (laughs) that we put together, you know? But the one one thing that I will say about being extremely creative is it gives you the opportunity to kind of jump out of that mundaneness and do something new and creative and different, which is a luxury that most people don't get to have. So, Mm. you know, we're actually kind of fortunate that we don't have to look at the same people every single day, all day. That's true. You know, we can kind of like mix it up when That's we want to. That's true. That's but true. even like- Hi, Hi. Hi. That euphoric
1: high has so much to say i know he's like hes he's in this thing Isn't but even it? like that euphoric high that you're talking about you know as an artist it can be as an artist or entrepreneur i think that's that like emotional roller coaster that um that just is entrepreneurship being an artist is freelancing is entrepreneurship and um i think particularly even you see this a lot happening in our industry, you know, the highs can be so high. And, you know, um, even in Seoul, the movie Seoul, when when people were performing, they were elevated and I believe that. I believe that when we are creating and we're in our element, we are elevated and it is a very spiritual experience. You guys remember stepping out on stage when you ascend and the, you are the character and the character is you, and then people actually appreciate your work, and that's a high. And then the but the lows in New York could be so low. It could be it can be so low. Like you, you, you on your last, you know, $50 in your or $30 in your bank account, and then you you buy a metro card and you have food in your in your fridge and you're like oh it's okay and then the subway just takes your card and they're like, oh, sorry, you can fill out this form and you don't get paid for another week and you're trying to figure out how you're gonna make it to your auditions or your appointments or live. And then and, the, and then, there's that low and then something magical will happen. Cause New, New York does have a magic as you all know, something magical will happen. You'll be down on your luck at a store, then you'll meet somebody who works for NBC and they're like laughing and they're like, call me or come to this party or whatever. And you're sitting here like what's happening because you're having these experiences that most regular people, like Tish said, it's a luxury. Most, most people don't have in regular life. Um, and so it, it, the highs are high. And it, you know, I think it's really important. Like you have your, your children, Callie to just, and we have Tish has her husband. I have my family um, to ha- really have a base that you can be grounded in, Um, because it it can be all over the place. Um, One of the things I did want to talk to you about, Callie, that I didn't notice is, you know... when we were at school, and I know a lot of, like, act, like actors and sometimes actresses, even myself included, sometimes we're not always, at, we don't always want to lean in to the behind the scene to behind the scenes. And I know on your website, you said that you love being in front of the camera just as much as you love being behind the camera. Like, how have you been able to, like, really lean into producing, writing, and just being a multi hyphen because I really think that that will be, that our viewers could really benefit from that. Can you tell us a little bit about that and just how you've leaned into that and how it served you?
2: I think I I leaned in, or not even I think, I know that I leaned into it because I was forced to, you know, because as a a black woman, as a black indigenous woman, and just as a woman of color, as I'm sure y'all know too, you know what I mean? Like we don't, we're not afforded the same opportunities that, you know, first and foremost a white male a cis white male will get and then you know a white woman so we're you know up until recently we wasn't even the end thing you know now now
1: now we end he didn't
2: heard me cussing about <laughs> right? okay, okay so, thank you this is my moment we've, we've talked about this <laughs> no, but I was definitely I was definitely forced into it because I, I felt like I wasn't getting all the roles that I felt like I deserved, right? Um, and at first, I wasn't even leaning into the comedy thing. I was like, I'm a, I'm an amazing dramatic actress. I can cry on cue. I've been trained at the actress studio, drama school, with James Lipton, and and Elizabeth Kemp, and and you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, and not that, yeah, you know, I roll my eyes just cause it's so pretentious, but, and funny at the same time, um, but you know what I mean? Like, but, but we, even then, even then they wasn't checking for us, uh-huh. so I really had, to, really had to create my own content coming out because I was like, I'm not, people aren't booking me the way that I know that I deserve to be booked. And then once I started creating my own content, you know, like as I'm sure a lot of people have noticed, now now I'm starting to see, okay, I'm getting a little bit more notoriety. And now now, you know, people are starting to say, Oh, Ky- like Kylie does comedy or Kylie did this thing over here, and you know, she, she's doing this, that, and the third. And I'm always I'm I'm always thinking about <laughs> what my it, next one go. is going to be so that that's also something to keep in mind but also know, my,
1: know, my management because as you can see
2: with this tasmanian devil yeah. right. <laughs> you know my time is, is very important so you have to make sure that you number one like pick projects that that are fun right pick projects that are fun pick, pick oh projects God. that you like oh you don't always have to go for something just because there's like a name attached to it or I there's like a studio or whatever attached know, to it. Because oftentimes go. 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 you'll find yourself you know drowned out in those oceans anyway you know? know why not start somewhere where maybe it's a little bit smaller a little bit more intimate you you're right, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, you know, maybe a little bit more intimate and then just creating content and, and also not right. Cause the other thing is like, we can't, we can't, all, we don't all have someone to like pay our expenses. We don't all have a credit card and yeah. put things on. And, and I feel like in, in my beginning too, in my, in my humble beginnings, right. I'm still in my humble beginnings, but in my humble beginnings, like even effed up and fabulous. There are things, if I were to do it over now, I would do totally different. You know what I mean? But that's what I had at the time. That was my budget or whatever at the time. This kind of also leads into, you know, like you said, challenges. Money is always going to be a challenge. Money, Money and time are always going to be challenges. And I think time even more so than money, right? Because you can't get time back. So I think you you always have to make sure you're managing your time and you're figuring out which projects maybe best serve you, and then also have a be having a small mind towards like okay what's next or what's you know what's in the future. Like I remember um, the first time I ever did a, a festival circuit, I was at um, Urban World, and I was in this film called The Cycling yeah. and Loretta yeah. Devine was there. She was she was also in a short film and. I'm so glad someone from the audience asked her this question because I wanted to know too. I was like, give me the tea. And they were like, how did they get you? Uh, <laughs> black people. How did they get you, Loretta? Because I want you. Like, like, I don't even know what I want you for, but I want you. Like, you know what I mean? I will I will make something up just to have you. But she, you know, what she said was so real. She was like, um, number one, I was free mm. and affordable. Uh, she read the script, she liked the script, and she was free and available. And she said, you're only as popular as your last or your next project, right? Because you do something and then you put it out there, but then people forget, you know? So you always have to be doing that next thing to remind people like, hey, hey, I'm still here. I'm still doing things. I'm still in the game. Hi, (laughs) remember me? (laughs) You know what I mean? So, So I was, I always, I always think about that, and that's such a a gem, right? Like, so to make sure that you're managing your time, that you're picking picking projects that serve you or serve whatever your you know your creative voice is. Um, Work with your friends, definitely work with your friends. Like, it's so much more fun,
1: right? You know what I mean? Like, yes. Which is this show? I mean, that's what like everything you're saying is everything that we've been saying on the podcast, which is. Like, we actually did an article for Women's Funding Network on five reasons uh, to start a business with your best friend. Because a lot of times you are, you're sitting up you're sitting like on your couch, you're on your phone, you're having a glass of wine, and you're or crying to your friends about what's going on, you're venting and whatnot. And I really think that, especially women, especially Black women, it's like, no, okay, but how can I help you to get to where you need to go? Like we all have, we have these problems, but how can we help each other and build community? You know, um, we see that with a lot of our friends. Even this right now, it's like yeah. community. You know, we did the uh, the racial uh, institutional racism uh, thing, and everybody came out there and said their truth, and they were like, "Oh, you should really keep going." We we're like, "Okay, yeah." And then all this stuff started popping off. Like your Moria's web series uh, was released, and then you got this SNL. And I was like, you know what? Our group better be doing it because, and, and I'll and i um, I'll actually enhance what you said as well. You know what, Loretta Divine said, "You're only as as good as your last project," but also, you're only as good as your community. And I'm starting yeah. to really realize that it's like. Build, building and creating with like minded people who share your similar core values because this is the thing, even when and I noticed this too like now, me and my hosting and everything, when I'm working with certain people, it's one thing, but when I'm working with people within my community, it's like, sis, what do you need? Oh, let me email and then they introduce you. And because they're a person that shares similar core value, it's like they know you. I'm like, if you have any, um, ho- if you need a, a host or MC, sis. I got you. Who do you need to know? Oh, you just got to do this. Let me intro this person to you. And yeah. I'm sitting here like, wow. I, I, I think that for me, if I could go back, I really would. If I understood the power of community, people always push networking. And networking is great. I, don't, I think that we need it but one thing, but I think it's a difference in building a building a community, specifically for us building a community within entertainment of like-minded individuals that share your core values because they're doing business the same way. They're rocking the same way. Their integrity is the same way. They also are giving you like um, Tish just to the film. And I was talking to one guy on Instagram and he was like, oh yeah, I love that director. He's the actor's director because he believes in creative freedom. But that's how Tish rolls. She's all about like, she's an artist producer, you know, and it's just like, we're just so networked up. That was so much. But
0: also, I mean, honestly, if you look through most films, you'll see that the same people use the same people all the time. I mean, you know, like, even if you look at Spielberg, you look at Tarantino, you look at Spike Lee, I mean, it's the same people over and over again. I mean, we're not creating a whole new concept. It's just that we're trying to figure out how we can create the same dynamics with the people that we're working with. And the truth is, you just gotta find your tribe. I mean, yeah. I talk about it all the time. You find your tribe, and as you kind of move, you kind of, what do we always say? Rise all with the tide. Rise with the tide. Rise with the tide, you, right. the tide, you know? Okay. And nice. all of a sudden, you know, and I see that also with like um, like Issa Rae. I mm-hmm. sent her a link the other day of Issa Rae and how she created <laughs> all these things, and now she has, uh, what, is it, what is it called now? Right. Hooray, and hooray, it incorporates all the things that she's been doing for the last 10 years. It was just like, I almost cried at how beautiful it was to see that she did this, she did that, she did that. And now she's at a point where she can hire people to help her bring all of these things that she's been doing for 10 years together. And I, I, I was like, oh, it's such a beautiful thing to see because Man, that's just how it happens. The writer that she worked with when she was on Opera Black Girl, because I remember the second episode when it came out. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, the writer did Girls Trip. Mm-hmm. You know, and I yeah. remember reading that, and I was like, you know what? And all the all the people who are on Black and Sexy TV, like they're all like breaking out, and you know they're all doing their things, and that's what you call rising with the tide. Like mm-hmm. you have these little groups of people who are together, and they're just. They create together and all of a sudden they're in the same network doing doing projects together. And that's really, I think what this industry really is because you give credibility to each other. Everybody, you yeah. gotta, gotta be able to say, Kelly's a good person, you should work with you
2: know? her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, like it, it's so true. She's the same one that was like, you know, like work across the aisle. Don't worry about trying to, you know, level up and you know, the next people, when you got people right next to you who are, you know, even more hungry honestly because they haven't yeah. they haven't ascended yet right so we're out here yeah. we're trying to eat so of course we're going to be going hard you know 24/7 365 as much as we can you know with breaks in between for mental health of course we're um, <laughs> <laughs> doing doing everything that we can to really get to that next level and man i there there are people like i have a couple of different groups of like people where I'm like, yo, when it comes to comedy, like I'm pulling from this group. You know what I mean? Like this is, these are, these are my ride or dies. These are my, they're always going to be like my, like, like to Karen with love, rock the bells comedy. Those are people that like, yo, if it comes to comedy, like I know. And if anybody's like, oh, do you, you need someone from comedy? Oh, oh yeah, I got you. And then when, you know, if it's like something dramatic or something like that, I'm like, yeah, I got my, and then, you know, I got my, I'm always yeah. on my sisters, so, you know. <laughs> like, I'll be <laughs> you need sisters okay hold on i mean <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah i'm always and that's great too because you never know like you said like someone might be like i need this and then you never know who has dropped your name or who has referred you and so you always gotta like you always gotta be good to people you
0: always gotta and be, good and, be pre- and be prepared i mean yeah, that's, that's so- another thing like you know like, uh, I you know I've been looking at y'all and I'm just so proud of her and you know we're all friends with y'all and I'm so yeah. proud of her because yeah. you know, I, I met her her first year in grad school and she had this idea that she's just turned into this kind of like it's, it's this beautiful thing that she's created right now and one of the things that I've said to her many times is just be prepared be ready because mm-hmm. you see us all moving you know just, mm-hmm. just all you have to do is just have like the minimum so that we can say, hey, sis, like, you know, you can get her. You know, she's yeah. the it. So I think within your communities, also make them look good. Like don't, don't, don't be having us recommend you out here. Yes. If you're yeah. a hot mess. You ain't showing up on time. You ain't coming prepared. And people ain't giving us glowing reviews after we recommend you. So mm-hmm. if you can find your tribe, you also gotta. Be, be okay. Be ready. Be opportunity ready. Be, and even
2: for even for your people stuff, you know what I mean? Even if you're not getting paid yet and it's not union or whatever, don't be showing up to set an hour and something late or something like that just because just because <laughs> I'm not you know, I, I'm not like Taraji or I'm not, you know what I mean? Or and, and that's And like, that's so.
1: what it is. And that and that yeah. and that's what it is. Because that's what it is. People don't just because a name or a studio or something is not attached to it, like Tish will tell you I'll treat anything like it's the Oscars. I'm like, no, no, no. What do we need to do? Um, 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 nope. I finger comb everything. Um, I'm prepared. And people are sitting there like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't know. you. Yes. Because also the way you do one thing, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And I see, I see that in people. I used to think I was a perfectionist, but I'm really not. I'm just, um, I'm particular, and mm-hmm. a lot of people have actually said who who have worked with me, who it's worked. They said they actually like that because they say it's easier to give me what I want than for somebody who doesn't know what they want, um, then they just take them all around the globe, you know? Yeah, and you get rave you get rave reviews. You get rave, and, but you but this is a thing. People try to make it seem like I like. So this is the thing, I don't know about you, Callie, but you know how sometimes when you're very particular about certain things, and in the past, certain people have made me feel like, I'm like, oh, am I tripping? Am I doing too much? Oh, maybe it's too much. And then, and then I start second guessing myself, and I'm like, wait, what? But then when I do, but when I find my tribe and I work with people, they ha- that's actually the thing that they like about me. They like that I'm very meticulous, very anal. And then when you see other people who are operating at this really high level, like I like your Moria, me and your Moria work together. She's like, This is I said, mm-hmm. I said, well, what about this? She said, Yeah. I said, okay. She's like, excellent. I said, Well, I need all of this. And she gave me all my research. like I did all my research and it worked. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm just not you, I'm not working with people. Who are I don't
0: want to say on the you same level. Not group. on your level. Just let's like, can you say out. that? Okay, okay. I, mean, I was okay. gonna. I, I, mean, was, I was gonna say that. <laughs> on your level, yeah. Not on I, level. They yeah. don't yeah.
2: operate at a high
0: yeah. capacity. That's all. Yeah. All right. yeah. I think. I think also
2: that there, I, like, there's. I feel like there's levels to this professionalism stuff too. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, and and some of us. And it's fine because it, it, you, you you have to not know in order to know right like you don't you don't know what you don't know until you know it right (laughs) so like you have to sometimes you gotta sometimes you gotta suck or you know make a couple mistakes but then once you but once you're shown the you know the right path or the way to do something or you see someone who has drive and you see how they're moving then that's when you that's when the person who is like the doer and the person that is always, gonna, you know, that's going to put put everything that they got into it, and the, and the goal getter, right? Like, like who a, a gold digger? Like, who's a goal getter? Like, <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna do those things, and they're going to take those things and put them into practice in their own life because they know that
0: those are the skills that it, that you need in order to make it. Absolutely and that's true. And, and and speaking of that, and I think this is a really good time to ask you, like, so you you created your own series. Is there tools and resources? And this is for our our viewers out here that you've used that you feel like will help someone else because we just talked about like, you know, making mistakes and finding your way. But I feel like also, you know, we also have a responsibility to help people so Mm -hmm. that they can create their own content and do better than what we've done. So do you have tools and resources out there, tangible things that you think will help our people out there to create their own maybe digital series? Yeah, definitely. Like, first of all,
2: almost everybody has a smartphone. If you have, and especially if you have an iPhone, then you, you're just as good as someone who maybe has like a Sony red camera. And if you don't know what that is, that's fine. Go <laughs> like, that, that's fine, because you can use your, use your iPhone like create, use what you have. until yeah. you can get to that next level. Use what you have. Use the resources. Use your friends as actors. You know, if you got a friend who's a rapper or a singer or something like that, you need yeah. some. You hit them up. You use you use every resource that you have. And there are so many. There are a lot of uh, free writing tools out there. Also, like Celtics. Um, I would definitely research any like free writing tools or some, those that have. Right. Writer, yeah, Writer Duet. Um, or the ones that have like student discounts until you know until you get that. Final draft. Ooh, that's uh, yeah, You know, um, and then also like, like tap, just tap it. Yeah, like I, I personally am not like a huge book reader. Like as far as you know, oh, I have save the cat, or you know something like that. I personally am, um, I'm more of a kinetic learner. My my son, my son's tent is trapped on his little sit-on car thing, so it's like a traffic jam. He's really upset i don't you think you want to get it you like, want to help him help him um, you is like, like you know, he's waiting for the toe and you know how triple a is like, like, <laughs> you like, not triple not a not So <laughs> like two hours later three maybe um but yeah just use use whatever resource that you can like you you know find stuff online, Google, Google is accessible to everybody. Use your phone. There's so many different like formatting things. And you know what? Don't be scared to DM somebody, cold cold email somebody, cold call because yo, I'm telling
1: you, why do you be doing that shit and it works? <laughs> so, <laughs> well, actually, actually, so um, my brother is about to graduate, he's actually in the next room, and his friend who lives here, I mean, who who is, his friend is moving here, and he actually just got hired as a junior, I want to say it right, an associate, associate journalist for the NBA, and literally, when he was in high school, he reached out to this, he's, they're both Black men, but when he was in high school, he reached out to this um, well-known sports broadcast journalist, and literally on LinkedIn. And the man responded. He said, you know, I, I I love helping young men. And literally just to see his journey and his trajectory of how he told him, he said, oh, these are the good programs to go to. He went to LMU. He just graduated from um, US, USC U, UCLA for grad school. And, and, and now he's working for the NBA. And you're right. He like, he... He reached out to somebody who somebody, and this is the beauty of like, and I just feel like as adults, we have to remember our childlike optimism because when you're like, he was in high school, he didn't care, he's like, whatever, what do I have to lose? But what do we have to lose? Even as adults, what do you have to lose if somebody not getting back to you on LinkedIn or well, Instagram? You want to know what it is? It's, it's also like when we, like what I
0: found, because I'm not afraid to reach out to anybody, I'll reach out to everybody. At all. She actually reached out to but, everybody. But, you know, what I found, too, is that people put these rules and regulations on you. They put these things on you that hinder you. And when I first got into the industry, it was like, you have to do it this way or you have to do it that way. And then I'm looking around at these mofos and I'm like, well, how did you do it? Well, I did it this way. I, and then how did you I did it that way. And it's all different because they did what they felt they needed to do to get where they needed to be at. Now, that doesn't mean you go around harassing people. Let's be let's be clear about that. We're not saying go around just reaching yeah, out to people now. Yeah. We're saying that set yourself up for the opportunity. And I myself have met people that I don't even, I, I can't use them until now. I actually just started speaking with this woman I've known for five years, five years, I've been trying to do something with her for five years. And I just check in with her like, hey, this is what I'm doing. And finally she was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm starting a whole department for biopic people. And I'm like, hold that, what? <laughs> What like what? And she's like, yeah, you know, you would be great. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, I've known you for five years, and finally, we get to do something together. Do you get what no, I'm saying? The timing was right. Now the time. Now is right. the time. But it's also <laughs> like, I, I just want, I just want our viewers out here to understand that it's about the network and building relationships it's not about mm-hmm. the right now opportunity like knowing it's the right time to 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 use the relationships that you have so that you can build your network and that you can continue because longevity is the key it is mm-hmm. not about the right yeah. now yeah. it's about yeah. tomorrow well it's so- I mean, like the community right like
1: it's definitely it's community it's like if you're trying to build your community, then it's not about the instant gratification of it, it has to happen right now. And it's like exactly. it's like having that also to having that long-term vision of your ultimate dream, you know. Right. Um, we we talk about that a lot, Tish. And and Callie, I know you have this too, but I think when you see the things that, that we've done, it's like you say, you graduate from graduate school and you're like, oh, I'm this and I'm that. And then you just, and you get to a place where you're like, no, what do I really want? And we all are evolving beings. Um, you know, we get older, our our wants, our desires, our needs, they change. But I think now that, now that I've really developed like a long-term mindset, I have like short-term goals, but a long-term mindset, it's like, well, this may not happen right now. But like you said, I'm going to reach out to this person. I'm going to connect with them. Nothing, may, nothing may happen right now in this moment, but you never know. And then there's this momentum that starts to build up as you continue to like have, what is it like stake in the game? putting I don't know what it's called, but, it can be um, in the, industry. but also the industry that we're in, if you look at people who are, who are successful, like Tish always says, they just kept going. Like they're just the same people that were there year in, year out. Even your like we talk about her all the time. It took her four years to get her like web series like out. And probably really five if you really think about, you know, when probably. she was developing yeah, yeah. or whatever. But it's like, you know, she didn't stop and say like, oh, I'm gonna do this or that she just she kept going and even with you like i did you are a guest on our show so i did my research and i was looking at all of the content that you put out whether you were writing for somebody whether you were um in a sketch comedy uh thing or whether you were acting in something or producing something and you just you just kept you just kept going you're just like Hey, I'm here. I'm here. I got my se- my second baby, and I'm here. You know, like I got two kids, two sons. I'm here. You know, and and now you are in a position where we know when you pitch your show to SNL because that's what they let you do at the end. I looked at it. We already know you about to be blowing up on Comedy Central, doing your thing. You know, and it's just like, um, this is our Koya. Can we? Oh, I know it's gonna be your assistant. That works. <laughs> it's gonna get. Well, it's, well, it's yeah. so funny, though, because, like,
2: I mean, I've definitely I've submitted a tape for SNL before. I'm not even going to front. And I've and I've submitted a packet to SNL before also. But now I'm like, OK, well, now I definitely know that they'll they'll like they'll look at it because now I'm on this track. Right. Mm. But I've been like I said, I've been trying to I've been preparing to try to get on now for years right for you like i remember before they even had like before sashir was on who was the first black woman ever on snl like i remember my friend Kidara, who was friends with finesse who used to be on snl right because you know how this you know how this business is it's always like six degrees of separation and stuff i remember him telling me years ago like yo kylie snl is looking for a black woman and i was like what and he was like, yo, you'd be perfect. Like, you need to audition this, that, and the third. But I don't think at, at that time, I don't think I was living in New York. Um, And they had the auditions, like, at UCB and whatnot. And Shashir made it. And that's was great. Like, I know I wasn't ready at that time or not. But, you know. But now, now, though. As yes. to so now, like, just know, like, a tape is coming. Like, like this this spring, summer, whenever y'all, you know, a tape is coming. And y'all know Y'all need a light-skinned black girl that's uh, also uh, <laughs> not only play Beyonce, you know what I'm saying, so y'all don't got to keep bringing Maya back. <laughs> <laughs> <is> God. God. <laughs> but also play Pocahontas. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all, you know, like... We said it
0: first. We right. said it first. It's, it's, it's about to happen. Right.
1: And also... This is the thing, too. Even if SML doesn't happen, the leverage from the program that you're in, and that's the thing. We, I remember Dominic, like, I don't know if you remember, um, she went to Pace as well. And I remember when she Look at class. Yes, you remember her. And now she's like almost like she tastes like an A-list celebrity now. They posted like, a picture of me and her.
2: Yo, me and her stood outside in the cold. In New York in March, in the cold, when Lapita and Deny, yes, did, oh my god, did what was the play? Now I'm blanking on the play. Um, um
0: it, was was it was in the continuum, clip?
2: It eclipse, yeah, eclipse. It. When they when, when Eclipse was here on Broadway, me and Dominique, we didn't go together, but you know how it is when you're in New York, you, you see all the other actors or whomever oh, was, and, and they and, put it on and, Facebook. Yeah, and then and so like I remember telling her, like during intermission, because she was up. I was in the orchestra, and she was up <laughs> she was up in the mezzanine, and I remember seeing her during intermission, and she was like, Yo, Kylie, any me seats down there, and I was like, Yeah, Dom. You're like, you need to come down here because my whole row is open because like, definitely <laughs> used to do the black theater night you know what i'm saying <laughs> and so sure enough she came down later and i remember at the end me and her like deny was sitting a row behind us and me and dominique are like yo denies right there son like let's try to. yeah we tried so we waited we tried to get an autograph but then someone was talking to her so long it was like oh this ain't gonna work so then we went outside and you know you wait by the by the door to get the autographs yeah we waited out, like I said, it was March. It was cold as hell. And Lapita, 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 I hope you see this right now because Dominique Fishback and myself waited for you. And Dominique is a queen now. You know what I'm saying? I mean, she was always a queen in training, but you know, now y'all see she's a queen. But we waited in the cold for you, Lapita. And you was the last one to come out. The last one <laughs> <laughs> and came out in a big oh! ass sun hat and some shades.
1: And it was like 10 o'clock at night.
2: And it was cold. Not in a sun hat. (laughs) What (laughs) is (laughs) going on? Sorry, it's a sun hat for me. Shout out to you, Lapita. And so yeah, I posted that the other day. And I was like, yo, I waited in the cold for several hours with fish back to get Lapita's autograph. I said, now I'm going to have to wait in the cold for several hours to get
1: damn Dominique's autograph. (laughs) well i remember when she posted that on the thing is, is i remember when she posted that on facebook that day she was like one day and the thing about it is is i remember dominique Fishback posting on facebook and i remember her being like her manifesting in her words she always manifested she was like yeah, oh, yeah. one day when i'm working with la pizza or she, i remember she was gonna get a job at starbucks and she was like you know uh, she always spoke about her, the vision for her life as if, as if it, that's my sister, as if it, hey, nay, nay, uh, as if it already was. And the thing that I do know about Dominic Fishbeck, and this is why I said, you just never know how the thing is going to lead to the thing, because her one-woman play, I really feel like it all, and I don't know her her um, background prior to uh, Pace and prior to creating her one woman show. I know that like she was in, she's a New York native, Brooklyn native, but mm-hmm. I I do remember things happening for her after that one woman show. I remember she got a really good agent and then she got booked slowly booked on certain things. She did Jay-Z's video. And yeah. I, you never know what it is going to be the catalyst. That.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, and, and the thing that I love about Dominique too, right, is that Dominique has such an open heart and she is she is always um i think her, her one woman show is called subverted i think it's subverted, mm-hmm. subverted. she has such an open heart and she she's always like humble she's always so humble in whatever whatever um, you know environment she's in and she i mean i like now i'm sure i don't have the same access to her that i did prior you know what i mean but dominique has come through for me uh, like I've produced multiple things that Dominique has come through and performed in. Like one of the first things um, when me, uh, Bobby Rodriguez and Kim Berrios-Lynn, we, we started this organization called Colors of Community where we were bridging, you know, using theater to bridge community. And Dominique, uh, and we had we had Queen Portia, who was an, another, yes, yes, playing out there. Portia, look her up, she's amazing um she's also an actress director um but she directed a piece that was written by dominique morriso this is just to show you how everybody in this business is connected right and you really got to be good to people and, and 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 continue to keep in touch like that's the thing too don't just meet people and then oh yeah you know but but stay on their radar because people get busy so you know yeah. once a month, send an email or something like that but dominique uh dominique fishback did dominique morriso's uh, short play called Giselle de Gazelle, and it was directed by Portia. So, Portia made that connection of the Dominiques. And after that, Dominique Morso enjoyed her playing this character so much that she invited her to come and do this role when Dominique Morso got um, awarded at the damn at Lincoln Center.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And so, that was even more of a platform for Dominique. Do, you know, to do to do this work and to show the world what she's working with. And so that's what I'm just saying. Like you never know, like you said, you like what connection leads to the next connection leads to the yeah. next thing. You know yeah. what I mean? And You always have to be good, and she's always willing. Like she's always willing to work. She's always just willing to do the work. Mm. Yeah, um, I
0: mean, it's really interesting, and 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 I, I it's it, it's so interesting that you're saying that because I say this to people all the time when it comes to like just being creative and then just showing up. Like I tell Darkoya all the time, I was like, it's not about people seeing you for this one audition. If you just show up and they know how wonderful you are, it's just like, they're gonna be like, you know what? Not this one. And as a producer, I'm like, gosh, I really wanna use this person, but I can't for this one. So I'm gonna use them on the next one. And in the back of my mind, When I'm doing the next project, I'm thinking to myself, well, who can I use? It's already there for me to think because I'm already thinking about people that I can use, that I can count on, that'll Mm -hmm. show up and that'll do the job. And so I just really feel like it's important for our viewers to know out there that just show up and just be the best version of yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that everybody thinks they have to be this person or that person, but there's only one you. You know, exactly. there's only one Callie, there's only one yes. <laughs> and, know yeah. and know that you are enough, and know
1: that you are enough.
0: And that's probably very cliche to say, but my gosh, I mean, that's the one thing it's that I'm true. seeing that's consistent. It's consistent and it's true, and people have come in and out over the last couple of years. I've seen them come out, come in, come out, but the persistence the ones who just show up, who ain't even that talented. Can I talk about the people who ain't even that talented, but they just show up? And then you're like, you know what? You showed up 30 times. <laughs> I'm just going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. And they take that one opportunity, and they're emailing everybody and their agents saying that they just got booked. And then all of a sudden, you see them on everything. And you're like, hold up. Mm-hmm. And even them, they they don't even take, they take advantage of that and start getting training or something. Then you be like, dang, they're way better now. Like what, like what just happened? You but know? But
1: they have the business side down. That's the thing. As an artist, it's like, yeah, I do think talent is needed, yes. But talent doesn't always get you the opportunity. Consistency, mm-hmm. business savvy, hustle, that get will usually get you the opportunity initially. You know, Um we talked about this um, before, Tish, within and Callie. I don't know if, if mm-hmm. you feel the same way, but you know, sometimes I think about like like and getting an MFA, right? And it's like, do you really need an MFA to be an actress? And I, I go back and forth with that. And my conclusion with that is no, to be an actress, you don't need an MFA. To make it in this industry, you absolutely don't need an MFA. What I think the MFA does and the training and the toolbox does is when you do, when you get into a room. With the Viola Davis Davises and, uh, you know, the uh, Carrie Washington's, the MFA sustains you. It allows you to actually be in that room and to be able to. Collaborate and compete in that space. That's what I think the MFA does. But the MFA isn't gonna put food on the table initially. It's not. It's, it, and it's not. It's consistency, business savvy, and hustle, and being intentional. That's gonna get you the initial auditions. Network with people and get your name out there. That's what I think. And I know oh, to yeah. yeah.
0: no, people. I mean, you know, Hollywood is kind of machine, a machine. So they pick and choose what they want to be the hottest thing you know, for that year or for that five years. They constantly work in that capacity. So it's just one of those those things where you want to matter where it matters most. And where it matters most is when you're creative because you can't take away from something that's well-written or well-acted or well-directed. Um, and there's no, n- not only will the people who are around you who you want to see will say it, but it will also be, you know... Your audience, they'll tell you. So oh, he is just so he is. Cool. Look,
1: I'm he's not. like, I'm tired I want my mom back And we know you have another interview, Callie She's dying laughing I know Callie, we're
2: going gonna- like, My toddler, is, is. I'm in like an abusive relationship With him and so, <laughs> It's like one minute He he wants my attention he wants to like hug me and love me But then he's so like aggressive With how he wants to me and, me, and he's like, screaming at me And so so that's why I'm cracking up because I'm like, he is <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: oh, I'm so so trying to love on me. <laughs> <laughs> his mama. Well, we know you have to go, Callie. So we're gonna we're gonna ask you one more question. We know we couldn't see an Onika the puppet, but we'll have to have her come on and have her own. So. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. Um yes. So, Callie, we just want to tell you, first off, thank you so much for coming on our show. We just, we were like, we got to interview Callie. We know she is about to blow up. Like, we need her on our show. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the baby is pulling a Riley Curry. Love it. Yes, yes. I'm like, oh, he's like, take my stick here.
2: I'm like, no, you you can't have that. Yes. So there's definitely people who, who will always have access to me no matter what. And y'all are you know, saying y'all, y'all
1: are definitely part of that. Thank you, Callie. <laughs> we gotta stick together. Yes. yes. And this, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, we have one more question to ask you because we ask everybody this. Let's see. Hold on. Let me say it the way that it's, let, let me. So my, my sister has this coin term. Um, It says, like, let me make sure that this uh, question is given what it was supposed to have gave. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like
2: I'm getting ready for, like, a, a James Lipton question. Like, can you go yes. you, it, it,
1: you it, is. <laughs> it is. Oh, well, maybe. The, we'll see. Because I know the baby wants to, the baby's tired. So what ignites your motivation? And how do you stay consistent and persistent to follow your dream? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Uh,
2: sometimes i'm motivated to like to make more money to get a a nanny Uh, (laughs) people who like have kids but don't really have to deal with them are like i want to know what that's like Uh, (laughs) (laughs) that's motivation oftentimes i'm like i need nanny money (laughs) (laughs) now um it's interesting like motivation it comes at different times and then you know what i mean like it could be it could be something that i see it could be something that i hear um and then there are definitely times when i'm not motivated to do anything you know what i mean like at the beginning of pandemic i i would say probably for the actually probably until august like you know pandemic in new york started in march so from march to august i didn't do really anything creative besides just like have know i did some stuff with onika but other than that i didn't do anything because i was so you know pandemic had me so messed up but now that you know things have gotten better and the weather is getting better um i find inspiration in a lot of different things like anything that i find funny i try to think about like okay how can i make that a bit or how could that show up you know if someone needs me to do stand up down the line um and then with onika with the puppet she's she's like my alter ego she gets to say everything that I might want to say, but I'm not able to say uh-uh. and and do it without consequence, right? Because she's a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> you you can't be mad at a puppet. I mean you could be, but it ain't gonna matter because it's a puppet. Right. Um know right. so, so I, I that that's very motivating and, and freeing because I can say whatever with her. Um, and then also like you like you guys were saying about having community and having tribe like my community definitely inspires and motivates me like the even you know like you guys doing this show people like whenever my friends are doing something that also motivates and inspires me because i'm like yo look at look at ah, you know i'm like on facebook and instagram and i'm like you know pseudo-stalking all of my friends and and like you know, like just just lavishing in y'all achievements also, you know what I mean? Because I don't got no job, so I just... Used to- oh, I, got- <laughs> but I swear. It's a brand new phone. He's dropped it three times. <laughs> but yeah, just, I'm, I can get, mot- I get motivation from a lot of different things and it, it just comes, it just comes whenever it comes, you know what I mean? For me, for me, there's really no, like, method to my madness. I'm kind of like a In a sense, I'm kind of like a mad scientist because I'm always like plotting and thinking like, okay, what's the next funniest thing? How can I, how can I elevate this thing that I already did to make it even funnier? Or could I, can I bring this back and do something? You know what I mean? So I'm always just, the, 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 the wheels are always turning. (laughs)
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Cali. We know you have to go. Thank you for coming on the show. I just want—I already know you have Black Girl Magic, but I'm literally going to be praying for you. I'm just just, like—I'm just so excited for this SNL opportunity with this professional development for you. I'm so excited because I know that it's just the beginning, and I know that you have just haven't even touched the cusp. Of what's about to happen. So I, I just I can't wait to see it. I'm beginning here screaming. Thank you, yo. I can't wait
2: either. I'm like, yo, I'm like, for me, when I'm watching like the opening of, of SNL, it's like, yo, my picture is about to be up there soon. And I think I you heard to- it here what's first. Like- I yeah, right? knew right? like what's my background going. What am I gonna be doing in, the, in my intro for SNL? Like yeah.
1: Yes, yes. And you heard it here first on two legit to QT everybody. <laughs> so this <so> right now.
0: <laughs> but also guys, make sure that you follow Callie at M Starlight. Sorry, my rap alias. Yes. Follow her on Instagram so you can keep up with everything that she's doing. And hire hire our people out here. Um you know, I'm just gonna put that out there. Just don't be like, oh, I'm watching it, so I'm making myself more diverse. No,
2: like, yeah.
0: like put some money in, and, you know, economic impact means a lot mm-hmm. in our community. So mm-hmm. make sure you're out here doing the thing. Paying
1: her what she's worth.
0: Yes, yes, and let's not lowball. Thank you. Let's put right. that out there. <laughs> <laughs> our black women. Well, thank you guys for joining us to today, Thursday, 8 p.m. Every week until the season gets <laughs> over for season three. We'll catch you next week for our next guest. And thank you, guys. We love you. Bye. Thank you. And thanks for putting up with my Tasmanian devil. <laughs> we love
2: the kids.
1: Follow Motivation for Kids. Yeah. That's our we'll stuff. You, we'll yeah. send you the album for him. Because yeah, we have a cool album. It's all good. We don't play.